0: back to another episode of climbing the castle i'm dominic and i'm charlie and today we will be discussing the many adventures of winnie the pooh as usual this is your last chance for watching the movie without us ruining it for you if you have not watched this movie go do so now okay welcome back sebastian cabot narrates the adventures of a bumbling bear winnie the pooh as he battles a nest of vicious bees over a trove of honey, weathers a terrible windstorm, and endures the foibles of hyperactive tiger tigger all while singing and bumbling his way through the hundred acre wood. Kenga, Piglet, Owl, Rabbit, and Eeyore round out the menagerie of this trio in the animated tales adapted from A. A. Milne's celebrated series of children's books. This was a really fun movie to me. Honestly, I thought this was. It's just. A really good feel-good movie. All the characters were were fun. All the, the visuals were nice to me. I thought there wasn't really any issues with this movie at all, in my opinion. And I think this was a great introduction like to the character of Winnie the Pooh.
1: Definitely a good introduction. Of course, everyone knows Winnie the Pooh. And I've had the opening song stuck in my head <laughs> all week. It's a, a very catchy song. I mean,
2: uh,
0: personally, I've had Tigger's song stuck in my head for the past oh yeah days. I mean, person like this whole entire soundtrack was just incredible, and like all of the songs in this movie were so good. And like all the this...
1: they weren't meant to be like these amazing songs either. No, it, it they're definitely only meant to be just songs that Pooh was just singing to himself.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, the introduction said it's him bumbling around, and, like, those are just his songs that he was bumbling to, and, like, they just turn out to be such great songs that it's like, man, I'm gonna be, like, listening to the soundtrack non-stop now for a while. Of course,
1: when being sung by the one and only Sterling Holloway. So good. (laughs) You know what's, what's crazy is, like, this is, like,
0: the, well... For these sorts, were like pretty much the only time that he was Winnie the Pooh, though. Mm-hmm. Like we know him so well as Winnie the Pooh, yet like this was pretty much the only time that he like appears as Winnie the Pooh for the most he part. He wasn't
1: Winnie the Pooh often.
0: He was the original Winnie the Pooh, and like that he did a that's, great job. He did so good, and that's not taking anything away from Jim Cummings as well,
1: because yeah, Jim Cummings does an incredible job as well. Oh yeah. I got to meet Jim Cummings, uh, back in August, yeah, with a uh, Comic Con, and he, hearing him do Winnie the Pooh's voice in person was just incredible. Yeah, as I got his signature, he was telling me how Tigger has great handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean,
0: for me overall, I just felt this, like this. There was nothing. I didn't have anything wrong. Like there was a couple of small little things that could have been changed for me, but like overall
1: in the long run there was no issues with this movie for me at all um i mean i had a bit of issues as you'll see in my scores so you're talking like super highly of this movie and it's not a low-ranking movie for me it's just didn't think too highly of it
0: all uh, I, I just thought it was a really fun movie it's great like it's so much to enjoy about it it's like a really feel good movie and it's just something to enjoy but i mean we can discuss this once we get into our our scores and stuff like that and figure out what we thought of it uh before we do that let's get into our fun facts for the week i have quite a few here actually you know when i was coming up with them it looked like i didn't have very much and then like as i was reading off to you earlier like i have Mm -hmm. a lot here so we have a few here now, and then we have a couple that are going to be sprinkled through, like the scores, like our story and characters and stuff like that. Jumping in here. Uh, Walt Disney became interested in Winnie the Pooh based on his daughter Diane's enjoyment of the book. Uh, he attempted to get movie rights as early as 1938,
1: but didn't succeed until 1961. That's is probably why we didn't see Sterling Holloway in uh, Robin Hood. Like I was wanting, yeah. He was busy working on this movie. Well, actually,
0: not necessarily. Yeah, because that that leads into our next fact: is this film? The film's content is derived from three previously released animated features that Disney produced based on the Winnie the Pooh books. It was Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree, Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day. And Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2, which came out in 1966, 68, and 74. Okay. So, I mean, these were all, I guess, it's still in that time period of when Robin Hood was out. So, I guess he was still cut, probably working on either around that same time. Yeah. But, yeah, th- there was three short features, and then they made some extra... They filmed some extra material to to link the three features to, together that allowed the stories to merge into each other. Which I do
1: like the way they did that, which we'll talk about later.
0: Yeah, they did a really good job of, of putting it together and making it seem like it was one actual film instead of just an anthology piece. Instead of a package. Yeah. Instead of a freaking package film. And they still call it a package film, like, on Wikipedia mm-hmm. and, like, all, like, IMDb and all those other stuff. They still consider this a package film, but, like, they did such a good job of putting it together, in my opinion, that, like, you don't even—I wouldn't even call it that. Oh, yeah, no. The next fun fact I have here. The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh was the last film in Disney canon, in which Walt Disney had personal involvement uh since one of the shorts, Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree— was released during his lifetime, and he was involved in the production of Blustery Day. It was Walt's original intention to create a feature film, but he decided to make them into shorts instead after they had begun production to help familiarize the U.S. audience with all the characters, since it was traditionally a British story, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't too big in the U.S., so we figured it would be easier to, to introduce these characters in shorts instead. Okay. And i mean that makes sense it does make sense and it they did a really good job of like cause like you think of how big winnie the pooh is now no and that's yeah, all because huge. of disney and like how disney brought that here so like obviously it it worked so well it's kind mm-hmm. of funny to think that like winnie the pooh was around for so long before this and like he didn't become big in the u.s until walt disney showcased him and then my final fun fact I have here. Uh, six years after the release of Money the-, the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Disney commissioned a fourth featurette based on the stories Winnie the Pooh and the Day of Eeyore. It premiered in theaters on March 11, 1983, but it was not originally connected to the preceding films in any matter. Since then, it has been added to the home video releases of Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, though. Okay. Uh, I have not seen this piece yet. No. So, yeah,
1: since we use Disney Plus, yeah, it did, it was not included on the Disney Plus version as well. So, I'm sure maybe they'll have, didn't really
0: look it up, but maybe it it might be somewhere on there. It might be on there as like a short, or I would assume you can find it on like YouTube or something like that, probably. Yeah. But it is kind of interesting that they decided to add this whole little feature to it six years later instead of like including with the actual film
1: itself back then we would have called that dlc (laughs) i mean you're not wrong there
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's all that i have for the fun facts for now i have a couple like i said i have a couple that i'll be dropping in later on throughout but for conspiracy corner we don't really have anything like As a like a full blown conspiracy again, we have another very similar situation to the one that we had in the jungle book. In the jungle book, it was stated that the characters had represented the seven deadly sins. In our conspiracy this week, it states that there's some they state that the characters in one of the poo represent mental mental health conditions. But this one seems a little more likely than. I mean Some a lot of this thing. does actually make sense to me. I'm not going to lie. Like uh they have Winnie the Pooh who represents an eating disorder and he like you can see like he's constantly eating. And he's always
1: trying to get food and he's always thinking about mm-hmm. food. He got stuck in Rabbit's front door yes. just because he was eating too much. Piglet
0: is represent Represented of anxiety, Mm -hmm. which you constantly see that throughout the film as well. Eeyore represents depression. Same. Uh, Owl supposedly represents dyslexia, which we didn't see too much in this film, but it It, is apparently a common thing. We saw saw it once. Yeah, when he was reading the sign on... Which Eeyore also read it wrong. Yes. But apparently he has issues like misspelling things and reading things. He also forgets a lot of stuff every once in a while, what they said. They also have Tigger listed as ADHD, which is, I mean, also understandable. Same. Yes. He was constantly moving around and can't stand still and it's always bouncing. And uh, the last one they have listed is Rabbit, who they have. They say represents OCD, which is from like his strict inference to the rules and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And he always has to has have things like by the books. He wants to try and do things, and yeah.
1: Which again, I see that also.
0: Yeah, this mo- a lot of this actually makes sense. Yeah, whether or not they were that's what they were actually going for when they created the characters. I can't speak on that, and I don't want to
1: dig too deep into that but yeah kind of a rough topic sometimes with people yeah but i will do i will say
0: that like i wouldn't count it completely out yeah i guess with that let's just jump go ahead and jump into our scoring
1: all right what do you have for your story score So, originally, I had this at, like, a super, super, super low score. I don't even want to tell you because it was super low. (laughs) But, eventually, I started thinking, and now I have it at a 72. Okay. You're not very far off from where
0: I have mine. I have mine at a 75. Okay. So, it's, yeah, this is definitely the weakest aspect of the film. Because, like, it's not technically a full-blown linear story and not,
1: like, an actual... Yeah. It's just, like, a small collection of stories, but... Which, as we said, though, they did a really good job, you know, keeping it all together. Yeah.
0: When we say, like, it was the weakest of the films, it's not even, like, calling it bad as well. Because, like... Yeah. The story itself is not that it's a bad story or is that it's, like not make sense, or it's not, like, well put together, it's just, just that it's... hardly anything happens. It's just a basic storybook story, so, like... Yeah. When you're looking at it in terms of, like, it's not a major cinematic experience that you're getting from this
1: movie. Like, they're actually going through chapters of a book. Yes. So, like, but, like, it all works...
0: It still works really well for... For the movie and it still mm-hmm. like accomplishes what they're they're going for which is why i was still able to like bump it up to like 75 itself it's still a, a still a good score well, more than good it's not quite that great thing but it's it's pretty pretty high up there for me yeah and like like i said i was all like well, like you said i was also trying to jump it up and down originally and I kind of struggled where I'd want to keep this as well but it's not that it's there's no issues there's no major plot holes there's no major like, bu- like stuff that we've seen wrong with it like we've seen in other films it all works very well it's just very basic
1: again story wise I mean there's some fun and exciting parts but yes. at the same time it's like not too much going on I really did enjoy a lot of the stuff that was happening
0: during yeah. the movie, though. It's not like it was boring for the most part, because there's usually something going on at every point. Are you kidding? Half the movie was Pooh eating honey. I mean, that is very true. Uh, Winnie the Pooh is honestly like just a straight-up menace, to, like to society. Like he he had no regard. There will be to those a honey bees. shortage. He had no regards for those bees that he was stealing all their honey from. He like swatted that one to the ground. He's like stealing straight directly from their house, stealing their honey. He had no regards to rabbit when he's eating all of rabbit's food. Like, yeah, that Again, that small shorty. bit of
2: <laughs>
0: that small bit of like when he he said a little bit more than a small helping turned from zero to a hundred real fast. For the yeah. amount of honey that he
1: ate in rabbit's house I was hoping for a slightly larger small <laughs> helping and then he just takes the entire jar from rabbit and
0: it was like f- a whole bunch of jars that he had eaten like you can see in the background
1: there was multiple mm-hmm. jars of honey like he ate rabbit's hole well, like, later, of- <laughs> later on during like the rain scene and when he's like keeping guard of his honey too there are so many jars of honey. Well, Yeah, they said he, he was able to save 10 jars of honey. And they're and, all spelt differently. <laughs> that bothered me.
0: See, I really enjoyed all the misspelling on the signs and all the... Like, I thought it was very cute. I, I would, like, too, if it was all
1: misspelt the same way.
0: Like, they had carrot spelt with a K or something. like that. It was like K-A-R-R-I-T, and then... Like, all the other signs throughout the movie were all spelled wrong, and I thought it was really cute and
1: entertaining. Of course, they were also, at the end of the movie, Christopher Robin is like, yeah, I'm going to school now. Yeah. So Christopher Robin didn't know how to spell either. That's true. For a kid who hasn't gone to school yet, to be, you know, he seemed kind of smart.
0: Well they did go to him every time they had a problem. So like apparently mm-hmm. he was smart. If like any time they had an issue, go get Christopher Robin, Oh, let's go to Christopher Robin. So like yeah, he's doing something right. If he if every time there was an issue they went straight to him. I do think that the procession of Boo, of Pooh changed completely from that first like book to the second book though. Because like in that first story Pooh was like like i said he was a complete menace to everyone and Mm -hmm. only cared about himself and the honey and then in the the chapter right after that he's oh it's wednesday let's go say happy wednesday to everyone i'm like how sweet that's really cute like what a great friend he just wants to go around and say happy wednesday to everyone but it's wind day (laughs) because it was very windy it did turn into Wednesday. And it was not a very happy Wednesday for anyone in that, in oh, that no. story. One of the things which was kind of like a small plot hole to me, like the biggest issue that I had was, why was Christopher Robin's house the only house that did not flood? I know. Like, at the entire... Hundred acre woods was flooded. All you can see houses underwater. You can see like the completely trees underwater. But yeah, Christopher
1: Robbins. Every time one would little... first time we went, it looked like Christopher Robin, Christopher Robbins Hood wasn't on any hill or anything. It was just leveled. Yeah. Then yeah. suddenly it's safe from the
0: flood. This one little patch of land and the entire forest is the only spot that isn't is like apparently 500 yards above everything else? Like, is Christopher Robin living like, on a cliff above the like, wood?
1: um, when the flood first started, Piglet's house was getting completely, like, flooded. Yeah. And it's and a I, tree. Yeah, the
0: entire entire tree got taken over by this water. Yet, Christopher Robin's, nope, it's fine. He's There's no water there. So the only explanation for that is like Christopher Robin is living like on a mountain
1: above the hundred. The only Ward. explanation is our real conspiracy theory: is <laughs> Christopher Robin an Earthbender from Avatar: The Last Airbender, <laughs> or uh, a Waterbender or something? I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> there was a lot of
0: like fun and interesting things that happened throughout the movie that. Really, like, I thought it was really fun and playful the way they did things like Nightmare
1: of a uh, that Pooh's nightmare.
0: That's exactly what I was gonna bring up the, the heffalumps and one Wum- <laughs> dream, which was yeah. basically just pink elephants on parade with but and even he- more Heffa-Lumps. trippy. Yes, that was just a lot of fun, even though it just like completely derailed the entire thing, exactly like pink elephants on parade did. <laughs> It was still a lot of fun yeah. and playful. And Winnie the Pooh kept...
1: wasn't drunk when he had this dream.
0: No, he was just sleeping. Yeah, And getting flooded, apparently. <laughs>
1: I don't know how he slept through that, but... Oh yeah, like, the entire floor of his house was underwater. Yep. And he just slept through that entire
0: thing and woke up I'm like, oh, he's flooded. Now, now I'm in trouble. And then he fell into the Honey pot and starts floating along along the river.
1: The, so that was kind of fun, pot. you know, just seeing the honey pot float around and he's in there. Then once Owl comes to help him, Pooh's just in there still eating the honey. Like, oh, hello, Owl. <laughs>
0: uh huh. Also, going back to the to the story before that, when Pooh was stuck in Rabbit's doorway, I really enjoyed like when Rabbit was decorating Pooh's butt. With yeah. all of his ornaments, like, you put a picture frame on it, and I was putting plants on it, and all that Tried kind of stuff. making it
1: look like a moose. hmm And when his
0: boo sneezed and messed up the mouth.
1: <laughs> no, which... he was laughing, which messed up the mouth. He oh, yeah. Sneezed well.
0: He sneezed and knocked everything over.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, according to, like, stuff I was reading, that was one of Walt Disney's favorite scenes, like, from anything that he've, he's done as well. So, I mean, I don't blame him. That's, that scene was a it's lot a of fun. a good scene. <laughs> I thought it was really cute. And then rabbits don't feed the bear sign was also really cute, I thought. <laughs> mm-hmm. when, when Gopher was... I I did like that they kept mentioning that, that Gopher wasn't in the book as well. Yeah. Which yeah. I have a fact about that when we get into the, the characters and stuff like that. But I did think that was a, a little fun... Playful thing that they kept doing.
1: And then Gopher would just show up randomly. Yes.
0: He'd just pop his head up. or uh, And then he kept falling into it back into his hole. <laughs> I do think that Pooh did get what he deserved from those bees when they were chasing them down after stealing all his honey. Oh, yeah.
1: But eventually he got in there and got.
0: He did get all of that after honey. After
1: getting <laughs> stuck in the rabbit's hole, gets launched through pages. He went flying through the air. It <laughs> lands right back where the bees decided we're at. And just you see him eating all that honey. Ow. Which that was another like playful thing that
0: they kept doing throughout it. It's like that was at the end of that chapter. And then they show Pooh Pop is out, but I'm not done here. Because he still wants to eat mm-hmm. all his honey. He was in inter- the characters were interacting with the narrator, which was and- a nice like, but you're in the next chapter, and then like all like Pooh wants to find out what happened to him in the next chapter. Oh, okay.
1: Or so, is like, the next <laughs> chapter about me again? It's like no, it's about Tigger. Oh, but you're <laughs> in it. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, all of those little like interactions at the end of the chapter, I felt were really fun, and like I thought that was a fun way to to progress the story as well. Yeah,
1: and then seeing you know the pages turn. As yeah. trying to get to the next part and seeing some of the characters interact with yeah. the book, even. Oh, and Tigger well, was stuck in the tree and was trying to get down. So the narrator turns the book sideways mm-hmm. so Tigger can step down on the words. Like, oh, okay. Yeah,
0: I really enjoyed how they, they incorporated the story into the, the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. They also did the the fun part, like, some of the fun things where they would say, like, uh, Pooh's top was on page 38, and his bottom was on page 39. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it's, it was raining in, on this page, and then it was pouring on the next one. And they yeah. would just constantly, like, use the book as, as like a part reference. of the story. Yeah. yeah. Which, as we were saying, like, as I said in the fun facts, like, some of that stuff was added in to incorporate the carryover between the, the books and the chapters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which they did a really good job of doing that. It was excellent. It definitely uh, brought the movie together, for sure. Yeah, because yeah, like we said earlier, it did not feel like they call this a an anthology or like a... Package uh, film a package or something film. like that. But like it, it, it just felt like one flu. Like it was definitely three different stories. There were the several that, different stories, but but the way they they connected them all still made it as one solid film and one mm-hmm. like it all crossed over and carried over for the most part back into the other stories again. How did Eor? and owl not recognize Piglet's house. Like, have they never been to Piglet's house before? Like, they all seem like good enough friends what they had to have been to his house. Yeah,
1: and everyone was like, oh, but this is Piglet's house. This is Piglet's house, and Piglet's like, oh, I guess he can keep it. That was so
0: sad, Piglet, like, giving his house up. I mean, it was, like, really nice of Piglet
1: to do, but, like, I just felt so bad for Piglet. Winnie the Pooh stepped in and let Piglet live with him. Yeah. Which we didn't get to see them as roommates. No. They just I'm sure kinda, that would have been a fun dynamic for a story. It would have. I'm sorry they would like
0: I have a feeling that like would not work out very long, honestly. They just like
1: Yeah, Pooh would eat Piglet's honey and then that's that.
0: I mean, we can obviously see that Rabbit doesn't want any roommates at all from
2: the oh, yeah. Rabbit
0: tax. <laughs> Rabbit, there was that one scene when Rabbit was lost in the farts and he started to get scared mm-hmm. of all the stuff. I thought that was really fun. Yeah. It, it the whole reminded... reason he
1: was in the forest was to have Tigger get lost and Rabbit was the yeah. only one who was really lost. Because Pooh and Piglet got out just fine. Oh, yeah. Tigger they was walked... already out by the time <laughs> Pooh and Piglet got out. They just walked right out because
0: Pooh was falling. His stomach rumbles to the honey. They probably st- also went in a
1: straight line, which is all you would have had to done. I mean, they kept
0: finding the same sandpit over and over again. And- yeah. <laughs> well, Rabbit just thought he knew the woods so well, and he thought he knew what he was doing, but apparently he didn't. Nope. And it led to him being alone and scared in the forest. Which, that, that part reminded me a lot of, like, when Ichabod was in the forest and he was also hearing... All these kind of noises back when, back yeah. in the adventures of uh, Mr. Toad, when they did the story of ich- Ichabod. Mm-hmm. Like, he was getting scared of all the bug noises and all the other things that was going on, and it was pretty much what was happening here. And pretty much the different. same thing, yeah. But it still worked here, and it, it was still a lot of fun. Uh, then you had Pooh, who was tracking himself in the snow after that. I was like, oh, his
1: own oh, he's tracking something. Oh, it's himself. <laughs> and then the Piglet's like, him. "Oh, for a bear with little brain, you sure are smart." Yeah, Starts real, following him.
0: Real smart, tracking him his own self, and then Piglet's yeah. tracks join in another one, and they both get all scared of themselves. And <laughs> yeah, but it was very cute and, and fun and playful. And I did really enjoy the ending as well, that final um, chapter, of Chris, first, Christopher Robin going off to school,
1: yeah. And they're like, "Oh, he's going to be learning where Brazil is, like <laughs> letters and numbers.
0: and who was say they say saying that they'd always have each other and stuff like that. I thought that was really cute,
1: yeah, uh, that Winnie the and he asked Winnie the Pooh to go up to that spot every day. That was just a really cute way to close the film out, mm-hmm. except so, for that very creepy he when the Winnie the Pooh stuffed doll winks at oh, you. Oh, when he winks, yeah, that was very creepy. But I'll goes. bring that up in
0: visuals because, <laughs> oh my goodness! One small fun fact that I have here: this was the first Walt Disney Animation Studio film b- before dump up until like up until Dumbo that did not have a main antagonist yeah i didn't notice that which oh i mean is when does Pooh really need a bad
1: guy per se (laughs) yes yes (laughs) like they'd find some way use their sweet innocent selves fight off someone i think that'd be cool
0: uh i think It works fine here. I don't think they need an antagonist for Winnie the Pooh, to be honest. It
1: like like, Tigger would just be bouncing all over the antagonist. Like, I don't, it's just,
0: it was unnecessary for me, and I'm glad that they didn't, to be honest. The big finisher
1: would be they drop Eeyore just right on top of them. (laughs) I mean, that would be typical Disney fashion. Oh, that's a wrap.
0: But, yeah, it's kind of interesting that this was the first movie since Dumbo, which was, like, almost 30 years, over 30 years before this. Yeah. That didn't have an actual main antagonist, even though some of those
1: other films didn't really have one. The antagonist, there were at least one, but it wasn't, like, (laughs) I don't know. Well, the Lady in the in Trump, it was Aunt Sarah, was the main antagonist. Right, right,
0: right. that's true. Right. But it's not even, she was not even a main antagonist, so. She was just a rude think. old lady. Yeah. Or the rat, I guess. I think the rat is who they considered the main antagonist in that I movie. Oh, it's just a rat. I agree. But there was no antagonist at all in this film. Oh, no, not at so. all. Which I'm not going to complain about that. I don't know. Yes, think. there
1: was. There was Mother Nature. That's true. Mother, Mother nature, nature was out to kill them. <laughs> See, floodings, snow, that insane wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very windy in that. It knocked over Owl's house. He it just blew over a good tree or owl.
0: And then he winds up going in Piglet's house.
1: Yeah, which was flooded.
0: Well, well apparently it was just water just dries out. Yeah. That flood was gone the next day, apparently, it seemed like, or like shortly after that, and everything was back to normal. There was no flood damage. There was no.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't a thing because they went from, oh, Pooh apparently saved Piglet from the flood. Not really. No. But, and Eeyore's like, hey, found a new house. I have to do the voice of that one. And then they just get to Piglet's house, and it looks just fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, all that water did no damage, even though it knocked in the triad trees over and knocked all this other stuff over. Lifted a
1: barn house up and had it drown. Again, this is just fun. Where did all the water go? (laughs) Uh, they have, like, a giant going. drain somewhere in the middle of the Force, and it just... There's a, a plug that they pull out, and it sucks yeah. on
0: the water down, and then it's back to normal again. <laughs> There's, like, a giant reset button somewhere. Is there anything else that you want to add to the story? Or...
1: Nah, I'm good. <laughs> Alright.
0: Uh, let's move to characters. Alright. Uh, I have an 84 for my characters. So again, we're not too far off. I have an 80 for my characters. Four point difference again. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot of lovable characters here. They're all fun. They're all playful. They all have their own great personalities that all work very well with each other. And I
1: like how Pooh is a smart aleck. Yeah. At times. He is. He always... Like, uh... And he asks for Christopher Robin's balloon. And Christopher Robin's like, why do you need a balloon? Or no. Yeah. He's like, I can fly to the bees. I need honey. He's like, I know what I'm doing. And then when he goes into the mud, Christopher Robin's like, why are you covered in mud? I'm a little black rain cloud. Of course. <laughs> Can't you tell? <laughs> yeah. He was very... He thought out of the box a lot
0: in those yeah. situations. It was not the greatest of people in that first sort, like we said earlier. Oh, yeah, no. He was being, like, nasty. like, he had no regards to those bees. And he ate all of Rabbit's food after that. And he just kind of had attitude. But it was still a fun and playful <laughs> attitude mm-hmm. as well, though. Yeah. And, like... All of his little songs that he was singing along with the entire time was a lot of fun. He just had a happy-go-lucky type attitude. And after that, like, first part, he turned into a nice, much nicer person. Yeah. Like I said, he was going just to say happy Wednesday. Like, that was the entire day, was just him wanting to go say happy Wednesday to everyone. Uh-huh. And then and the other thing, he's trying to help all his friends as well. So,
1: like... Yeah, like when Piglet's flying away, he's, like, actually worried and holding mm-hmm. on to that string. Flying Piglet is a kite. <laughs> and then, also, oh, shoot, what was I going to say? It come back to me later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well,
0: let's move on to another character then, and then maybe it'll pop into your head after something.
1: Think, think. Think
0: Yes. They like poo and think. <laughs> that was
1: that was a good thing about Pooh though.
0: Yeah. Go sit in your thinking log and then maybe maybe you'll come up with what you wanted to say.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh my personal favorite character was Rabbit, to be honest. He's cranky old man. Yeah. Kind of. But he's Not just my got... favorite character, but I don't I know he's supposed to be the mean, nasty character that like no one really likes but i just loved his attitude and like his like even like all of his expressions and the way he handled himself
1: yeah like he was kind of just rude to people but at the same time he was like i don't know how to put it like when winnie the pooh was flying piglet hmm. just getting dragged along carrots were flying out and i was like no no please stop please stop And it was like oh wait no keep going Yeah, Like, I wonder if he'll get to my rutabagas next. (laughs) That was great. (laughs) That was one of
0: my favorite things. Yeah, he just had a a fun attitude to him. Even though he was nasty about things, he still, like, Mm -hmm. came up with these fun
1: little, like, things that he would say every once in a while. Yeah. Then, like, near the end, after he was like, sorry, Tigger can't bounce, Tigger can't bounce, Tigger can't bounce, and everyone was sad, so he's like... Oh, I I guess he can bounce again. You mm-hmm. got him to start bouncing, and then Rabbit's like, Oh, hey, this is actually kind of fun. Yeah. He turned him into a real rabbit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Then you have Piglet, who is just this really cute, sweet, innocent, playful... Yeah, very anxious little guy. Almost childlike, in a sense.
1: And yeah. Like, the first time we really, like, Get his character whenever he's sweeping his front porch. He did the anxiety thing that sometimes I do. He'll just ramble on. But I loved hearing his story about his grandparents. Oh yeah. His his grandpa,
0: uh, what was it? Uh
1: Trespasser Will, short for yeah, Trespasser, Trespasser William. <laughs> or TW was it which was even shorter. Which his grandma
0: called on it. I thought that uh, was a cute little like fun scene. Yeah. And like, it really showcased how how cute Piglet can be.
1: Oh, Was that sign and, like, supposed to say Trespassers Will Die or something? I don't know what it was going to say.
0: I Because it wasn't like,
1: lined up to actually say
0: anything. I would like assume it's movie. probably like Trespassers Will Be Shot or Trespassers like Will Do Not just Like, some kind of, like, sign like yeah. that. But we don't know. Which, I, I didn't even, rec- like, catch that the first time I watched it. I like. Mm-hmm. I guess I kind of just like missed him saying that.
2: It was like, "Huh,
1: like... trespassers will." That's kind <laughs> of a weird name. Yeah, it was very cute though, and like you can
0: see how kind of a person Piglet was when he gave his house away to Eeyore. Yeah. Like his, he said, like he said how much he loved that house and how much he cherished it. Yet he was still willing to give it away to.
1: So, what does Eeyore know about finding a house? His house was literally just a bunch of sticks put together, TP style. (laughs) I mean, yes. He did
0: build his own house. That got destroyed very easily. Even though he said it should be strong enough for anything. But it wasn't strong enough for Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) No. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess because he's a donkey, he'd be good at tracking stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where that came into it. But, I mean, speaking of Eeyore, we can speak on his character as well. Quite a he's depressed a... guy, very pessimistic. Mm-hmm. He's never, never can see the
1: brighter side of things, Always he's looking at the... Yeah, like, like the... first time Winnie the Pooh comes to Christopher Robbins, he goes, he says, good morning, and Eeyore's just like, if you can call it a good morning...
0: Yeah, and he he always like he kept saying things like that. It's that little voice helped with his character a lot. Just yeah, down here, I'm done. Is even like for someone with an attitude like that, you still really care about him. Like, you just can't help but like feeling sorry for him and wanting to see him like
1: get some like go somewhere and like. Or sure is that? Person that never got out of his emo face. Yes. So now I just, in my head, just now, I just started thinking, cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. (laughs) Some happier characters was Kanga and Rue. Kanga and Rue. We didn't see too much of them. No. To really get full, at least out of Kanga, we didn't get too many like Personalities. No, they they I mean, didn't really
0: showcase them too much. They showed a uh, Rue a little bit when Rue was with Tigger towards yeah. the end.
1: Just showing that Rue is a normal kid. Mm-hmm. Just kind well, of ready to play and all also really cute characters, mm-hmm. even though they didn't contribute too much, they were still fun. From what we could see, we could tell like Kinga was almost mother like. Yes. Cared from what it seemed like she cared for Rue. A lot, and always looking out for him. And well, I feel like she'd also be the character to almost act like the mom friend for the entire cast. Uh, in a
0: sense, it didn't seem like she was being it... overbearing or overprotective. Yeah, at all she didn't. As well.
1: It didn't show often, but I got that kind of vibe from her. I can understand what you're trying to say, though. Yeah, yeah. other very very happy character though. T I double gut er,
0: <laughs> Tigger was man. He was all over the place. <laughs> he, was,
1: <laughs> he was a mood. <laughs> um, one of my favorite scenes was, when he's like, "I'm the only Tigger," and Winnie the Pooh just points at the mirror, like, "Okay, then who's that?" That was the Tigger's great. reflection. I I really loved that.
0: Wayfulness
1: that they had with the mirror And Tigger
0: just roasts himself right then and there And then he scares himself And hides under the table and <laughs> That was a great scene That was
1: fun And uh, Tigger will also always be like Tigger's love He'll say Tigger's love And he claims to also be the only one But he makes it plural
0: mm-hmm. Tigger's love honey And then he hated honey figures do not like ice skating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This next character, this was also what I was referring to for uh, one of our fun facts, was the gopher. The character of gopher was not in the book originally, and he was added because Walt Disney wanted to create a new American character to make all the people, including the children, love Pooh. So they created the character of gopher, and
1: he was largely based off of the Beaver and Lady the Tramp. As that's what well. I was just about to say, because yes. that's who Gopher, like, reminded me of right away, especially yeah. with the whistly voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it wasn't as whistly as the Beaver, luckily.
0: No, it still still kind of bothered me a little bit, but like,
1: yeah. Uh, but at least he got to whistle in a song. That's true. They were uh, pulling poo out. Gopher was originally
0: actually supposed to replace Piglet in this movie, and they decided to keep Piglet in in that second part with the winter and stuff.
1: Good, because, I don't know, like, Piglet's a very popular character.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm glad they did decide to, to keep Piglet in there. Mm-hmm.
1: But I also do really enjoy the Gopher that they added in. Gopher would have been a little annoying during that part, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, but the Gopher did have a lot of fun stuff mm-hmm. that he added to the movie, like when he kept popping up. Wanting to... Wanting to poo out with dynamite. Uh-huh. Or when he was eating his lunch, and he, like, munched that. Yeah, like, that,
1: oh, I got a summer squatch. That Just, was... like, devoured it.
0: <laughs> I kind of wish they would have given Christopher Robin a little bit more in this movie than they did. Yeah. He was only there a couple of times, and it was like short amount of times when he and was there. And it was to kind of help fix problems. It's like, I mean, the whole character of Winnie the Pooh is based off of Christopher Robin. So, like,
1: that's because yeah, Christopher Robin stuffed animal. Winnie all this Pooh. stuff is based off Christopher Robin's imagination. So, I mean,
0: they did do a great job with him in the film. I just like mm-hmm. they could have given him a little bit more than they actually did. Uh, the last character I have here is the owl. And yeah, kind of a seems like a very chatty. Oh yeah, he was ready to blab their ears off in that. When they yeah, were like up in his, his house.
1: house was just <laughs> no, his house was down also. So he was just sitting in his rocking chair, and Eeyore says, "Okay, I'll go find you a new place." So, Owl's suddenly like, oh good, I have enough time to tell you about my uncle. Yeah. But he's
0: again another fun character. He's not, mm-hmm. he didn't add incredible much, but like had a great playfulness to it still.
1: Yeah. Why
0: didn't he just pick Piglet up at least? And flew him to safety. I'm not sure. That probably would have been easy. But, I don't know, maybe he wasn't thinking of that.
1: <laughs> maybe not.
0: So, did you remember what you wanted to remember? Not at all.
1: Let's go and move on. Alright. Let's move to visuals. What do you have for visuals? This is my worst score. I have a 66. Ooh, yikes. That's
0: a major difference from what I have.
1: (laughs) I really did not like the visuals. I
0: was also very generous here. I gave the visuals an eighty, but here's what: like the animations, by no means were they like groundbreaking or perfect or like great, but that was part of the aesthetic that they were going for, and it added yeah. to the charm.
1: It added to the
0: charm of the movie.
1: I mean, I know that's like, the aesthetic they were going for. I just didn't care for them personally they, myself. They kept the same
0: animations. From like from the storybook style and like you can see that in the background like that's the way yeah. Winnie the Pooh like the stories were animated and I really loved the fact that they kept that animation
1: style which the whole interaction with the storybook thing is what kept it from getting any lower than that because I was thinking I really 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 don't like this but Thanks. the whole storybook thing made it like oh but that's kind of cool right there. This yeah this was also one of
0: the the scores where I really had to separate my personal opinion from the the actual like factor itself. Yeah. But I still do think that like that anima- the way they animated it really adds to the feel of the movie and it makes it just feel a bit more of oh, yeah. homey. And like, like it, they like, weren't out they weren't terrible. Sixty six is still above average. It is above average, but I do, I also don't think that there was a lot of bad st- like it wasn't horrendous in my opinion either though.
1: Yeah, mine like, is just down to my own personal feelings of yeah. the visuals because I wasn't going to throw my that opinion into my entertainment because I did enjoy watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: like we were saying earlier, they incorporated the, the storybook into the animations, and that led to a lot of really cool visuals as well, from, like, Pooh walking through the pages, or, like, even, like, the letters getting involved in the story, like, when the rain was washing away, the letters, mm-hmm. or when they they had, like, the letters just flying around the screen and stuff like that. There was a lot of cool visual stuff that they did with that.
2: Yeah.
1: Then the whole honey nightmare dream thing. Yes, that was really nice. There was a lot of cool, interesting visuals that was going on there with all the... the... Oh, one thing, you know, again, I thought it was really creepy how Winnie the Pooh winked at us as a doll. They, they, They did not need to include that wink, I agree. But another that. thing that bothered me was at the beginning of the movie when he was doing his, like, stretches. Mm-hmm. And his whole back just rips. He's like, oh, fluff and stuff. And turns well, around I mean, and just ties it together perfectly. That kind of creeped me out a little bit. Like, it's are you Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas? It's interesting, like, that they included... Like,
0: I don't remember them, like, pushing the fact that Winnie Pooh was the stuffed animal as much, like... Like they did in
1: that spot there. Yeah, and like, uh, I will say another good thing was when he was falling down from the tree. Yeah. time he'd hit the branch, he'd hit, like, another, like, teddy bear pose.
0: Yeah, they did a really great job of animating that he was a stuffed animal. Yeah. Because, like, there was other times when, like, like, the time when Christopher Robin was picking him up. Him up. Like you can see, the way they animated it really showed off, like showcased the fact that he was supposed to still be a stuffed bear. Yeah, just light as a feather, like mm-hmm. picks him up by the arm, and he's just kind of hanging there. I know. Was also they also did the same thing with Piglet as well. Like when mm-hmm. someone was holding Piglet, it was almost like a baby. You can still see it was kind of like a stuffed animal. I think it was.
1: Yeah, when and then with but, Eeyore having the tail hammered on because. It was filled with like mm. sawdust or something. Yeah, the rest of them, you could not like think. Oh yeah, these are definitely stuffed animals right here.
0: No, they they didn't. They only did it for for Pooh and Piglet, and that that one spot with kind of Eeyore, Eeyore for a little bit. But they did do those parts really well. I do kind of wish they would have been consistent with it though. Yeah, because they they were just constant. Like it just seemed like they didn't. They weren't doing it all the time. It was just like in situations where it needed to the point to be made that he was still a stuffed animal. Yeah, which still wasn't often. No. It only happened a couple of times. We had another instance of good looking food. That cake at the, the party looked uh, really good. Yeah. Like Honestly, I know it's just a cake.
1: Looked, but... Are you kidding the honey
0: looked good even? <laughs> that honey did look kinda good. But that cake, I really wanted a slice of that cake. (laughs) Mm -hmm. One of the the small things that kind of bothered me was that Kanga and Rue looked more like mice
1: than they did look like kangaroos, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I guess they kind of look like how stuff, you know, toy kangaroos.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were still really cute, and I'm not, like, mad at how they look, but, like, I just kind of felt like they looked more like mice than they did kangaroos so yeah they seemed more rodent like for sure other than that i mean there wasn't too much to talk about visually like i said i think personally for me that the way they they animated it just made it feel so much better than if they would have like given it a full-blown like clean animation style and like neat and like polished and stuff like that so, I think that's kind of worked out better in my opinion for for the feel of the movie that they were trying to go for, yeah let's move on, i guess then to yeah, atmosphere this for atmosphere is the highest score that I've given any score so far in the podcast uh i and... haven't i have a, a ninety three for my atmosphere,
1: yeah, mine I feel like I might have. Well, no, it's not that I might. I definitely have mine pretty low. But we're just going to keep it there. I have mine at a 74. Ooh, I meant Man. to actually raise that up. But it's too late now. It's there. <laughs> Bam. I think whenever I was originally scoring, I was just kind of not feeling it. The movie, all the songs so...
0: are just so great
1: here. And, like, yeah. everything. All the Plus music I'm is watching it I was thinking, oh, these songs are actually kind of fun. And I've been having some of I, them stuck in my head. They're all so playful,
0: they're all fun, and they're not meant to be, like, those kind of songs, and that's what makes it yeah. so great. It's all, like we said earlier, they're all just kind of little songs that were thrown in there as Pooh's going on on his little adventures, or stuff that's happening, and it's just all, for me, just great songs, and
1: fun, and happy, and playful, and but for me, I think the strongest point for the atmosphere was the voice acting. Again,
0: that's also which adds into the score as well. Yeah, a lot of great voice acting. Good, Star- solid cast there. Sterling Holloway does an incredible job, as always, with Net, like we keep saying in all the other movies, he's known for this role for the most part. Mm-hmm. And, then- and this
1: is his recognizable voice. And Tigger was really good, of course. Yeah, Tigger did a great job. Which, which, now Tigger and Pooh are voiced by the same guy, Jim Cummings. Yes. Uh, This Tigger,
0: the voice actor for for this Tigger, I was looking him up. I was very surprised. He also does the voice for Gargamel from the Smurfs. Uh-huh. And he does uh, Dick Dastardly from, like, Wacky Races and stuff like that, which yeah. is another great character in my opinion. Good old characters. But yeah, all these voice actors did a wonderful job. Uh I do have a bit of one sad fun fact here, unfortunately. Oh no. This is the last time we're gonna hear Sterling Hallway in a Disney movie. hmm This was his his final Disney this was production. His finals. Yeah. Uh he did he only did like one or two more things after this role. One of them was included like like a Walt Disney I forget what it's called, like the magical world of Disney or something, where he did a couple of Winnie the Pooh shorts with that. Yeah. But he did like one or two other shows and then And then he's pretty much retired. Yeah, he retired. This and this was fifteen years before he passed away in nineteen ninety two. Yes. So, unfortunately, we do not get to hear the wonderful voice of Sterling Howell. And I'm going to miss it. <laughs> oh, yeah. He does such an incredible job of all of his character work. And, the, like, this he's, is what oh, He's
1: definitely going to always just stay as that staple of Disney movies. <laughs> Disney voice acting. Yeah. Going back into
0: the the atmosphere again, though, one of, the, one of my favorite things that they did with the atmosphere here was they did a really great job of modifying the sounds when things were happening like when pooh had his head in the in the honey jar or like rabbit was speaking into the honey jar to change his voice when he was trying to pretend that he wasn't home they kind of muffled the sounds a bit and they like made it known like like they merely made it stand out like it wasn't just like a regular speaking voice or even like when Gopher went underground, they changed the tone of and like the sound of like his voice to make it sound like he was underground when he was speaking. Yeah, and I think they did a really great job of of working that sound into the production. Again, so many wonderful songs in this movie, in my and opinion. The background was, music was really good too. Yeah, all the background music was great as well. I do have another fun fact about that as well. Buddy Baker, who wrote, arranged, and conducted the soundtrack for this movie, drew inspiration from Peter and the Wolf, and he designed a score that the different musical instruments would represent each character. So, Eeyore was the bass clarinet, Kanga is the flute, Rue is the piccolo, Rabbit is the clarinet, Piglet is the oboe, Owl is a combination of both the ocarina and the french horn, Okay. Gopher is the bass harmonica and Winnie the Pooh is the baritone horn. Okay, So I do like like you can feel, you can also notice, this was very noticeable throughout the film to me, like when I was watching it, because like whenever there was like a certain character on a the screen, they would follow their specific theme, like they had their own kind of like theme song that was playing on in the background or like their own kind of song and it was like you can hear the instruments going with it, like Whenever Tigger was on, there was a very distinct, they were kind of playing the Tigger song to him. Or, like, whenever Piglet was there, you can hear, like, the music that was being tailored to him. hmm And they did a really di- great job of of working this out, in my opinion. Yeah. Like I was saying, there was a lot of great songs as well. There was the Winnie the Pooh theme song, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's just so catchy. Even like his his up and down song he was singing when he was doing his stretches and stuff. Yeah. Was super catchy. And then the Tigger song. Personally my favorite song was uh I had it written down. It was it's my favorite song. You should I should have known it off the top of my yeah. head, but like my mind just blanked. But it was the rain song when
1: uh when the rain was coming down and they had that choir singing it. Uh I have it right here. Where'd it go? I just had
0: it in my notes, too. Uh Little, Little Black Rain Cloud. Yes. I thought that was a wonderful song. One of the, the things that I thought was kind of interesting, though, was that they decided to keep the British accent for Christopher Robin and, mm-hmm. like, no one else. I mean, I thought it was just different yeah i mean it worked though like all the characters had good voices all right
1: uh let's move on to entertainment all right so for entertainment i have an 84
0: i also have an 84 (laughs) (laughs) yeah really really entertaining movie overall a lot of fun playful things that happened throughout the entire movie like all of the characters are very enjoyable. I really enjoyed the the storybook feel of it as well. Like they they did a great job of making it feel like a movie but also keeping that storybook feel to it. But it was like what the narration they had going on which is also another great part of the atmosphere that we failed oh, to yeah. mention. The narration throughout the entire movie was great. But the way they were doing it, it it was almost like an audiobook combined with a like a, a movie. Because like, they were having things narrated and visualized at the same time. hmm And it was just
1: a, a lot of fun with it. Definitely a good movie. Sit down. If you have kids, definitely sit them down with you to watch it. They'll love it. Yeah. I don't really have too much I don't have to, to say
0: about that anymore either. It's like I said, it's just a lot of fun. It's a a fun, like a lot of a great pieces and everything all fits together very well. Uh, I mean most of the stuff that i I would add to this part is what I have to say about my overall score. Mm-hmm. so I get well, let's just go into that and then i'll I'll say what I have to say about like the, what like that part, yeah, uh. So, my overall score is an eighty three point two. And mine is a seventy
1: five point two. Uh, this is one of the bigger differences between our yeah. opinions here. It was really that visuals, and then I just didn't change my atmosphere score like I should have. But see the thing about
0: this movie for me is that I could have honestly scored it much higher than what I had given it, like. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff was like to me I could have given that visual score up in the high to mid like the high to mid 80s if I wanted to because that was just how I fe- like I felt that that visual style worked so well with this movie and like the characters themselves they could have honestly gotten a higher character score because there was no bad characters They were all great characters they're all lovable characters yeah the story itself, like, that's the one thing we kind of had issue with. But again, it's not lacking anything.
1: It's not, like, going to kill the movie, though, for us. No. So,
0: like, this movie itself, like, when you look at it from, like, a technical standpoint, it's not the greatest. Not at all. But when you look at it from an entertainment and enjoyable standpoint, it's a masterpiece, in my opinion. It
1: It's a really good movie.
0: I also do want to point out that this movie does have a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is... Uh, That's pretty impressive. Not a lot of movies have that, like, accomplishment, Mm -hmm. so that is very impressive. But yeah, I do think it just boils down to trying to separate... Personal opinion with... Yeah. Yeah. With the actual production of
1: the movie itself. Yeah, which is kind of where mine kind of hit the lower point, because I did throw in my own personal opinion.
0: Yeah, and uh, we're we are gonna... That's an issue that we're gonna constantly run into throughout uh-huh. this podcast and with these movies, is trying to separate art and... And
1: an opinion. Kind of,
0: well, it's not even opinion, yeah. it's more of like... Uh, like tech technicality technical technicality, aspects yeah Te- technical aspects whatever however you want to call it yeah because like we me and you can both look at the same same picture and see two completely different things yeah
1: but like that doesn't take away anything from what you could like, be looking at the mona lisa and i could be looking at a picture of I'm trying to think of something funny to say there didn't quite work out so well. <laughs> well, we understood what you were trying to go for, but
0: <laughs> found delivery, <laughs> yes. But yeah, I do. I really just thought this was a wonderful, like, wonderfully put together movie. What it's not like a cinematic masterpiece by any standards, not at all. Of like, if you look at this compared to like. I'm trying to think of I don't think we've honestly even seen any like maybe Cinderella would be probably be the like the closest like to an actual like cinematic piece of movie that we've seen from Disney so far. That's pretty well done. Yeah. Yeah. But like this isn't going to win, well, it, I wasn't I was going to say it's not going to win any awards, but it actually did win. Yeah. Uh, some award. It won a Grammy, actually. Yeah. And it, it had an Oscar nomination.
1: But it's not going to be considered, like, but, the perfect movie by... Yeah. It. Well, it did and, get 100% on Rotten Tomato. <laughs>
0: but again, that's based on opinion and not, and not based on the actual yeah. movie, like yeah. the, film, the film itself. But, yeah, really solid movie. Really fun. Really, like, no... Like I was saying earlier, there's no major flaws to it for the most part, besides the little stuff that we're messing around by nitpicking and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I did say last week that I was like I wasn't sure if this was the Winnie the Pooh movie that I had seen before, or if it was something else. I can confirm that this I have never seen this movie before. Uh, I had <laughs> my childhood. I did. This is one like. Something, some one of the poopies that I've never seen before. Or at least, like, if I have, it was when I was, like, so young as a child that it didn't, like, doesn't comprehend, as, like, in my memories at all. So like, I mostly was... remembered the honey dream scene as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a very memorable scene, especially as a child. I can see with it why that would stand yeah. out. But yeah, I had no, like, this was a completely new experience to me. And I
1: enjoyed it. Definitely a good movie. Definitely worth checking out. Next week, we have The Rescuers. I don't remember which... if I've ever seen this movie. I honestly.
0: know for sure that I have have seen this, like, multiple times as a child and stuff like that. I haven't seen The Rescuers or The when... Rescuers
1: Down Under, which will be a later movie also.
0: Also, one that I've, I know I've seen multiple times as a child. When the last time I saw this, I couldn't tell you at all. Like, it was definitely before even my teens and stuff like that. So this mm-hmm. is, like, way... So it's I'm going to be interested to see if, like, it triggers any memories or if, like, I actually, like, recognize stuff or I'm like, oh, yeah, this... Now it's all, like, like, to see if it all comes back to me or not. Yeah. So it should be fun to see if it's another new experience or if it's just, man, why did I miss out on this for so long. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
0: That is all that we have for this week. Until next time, may all your dreams come true. Bye.